Well, good afternoon, Mark, because for once, it's actually kind of afternoon, I think, for you. It is 11.17 here. Yeah, that this is the latest we've done it since you've been over there. Yeah, yeah. What is it, 9? What? What are you saying no to? No, 9 p.m. <laughs> no, it oh. is actually 7.17 here. Yeah, that would be how eight hours works, dumbass. Way to go, Mark. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'll be honest. You know, you gave me this opportunity to, like, you know, kind of sleep in a little bit, and I appreciate it. I kind of got into this new video game. Okay. Yeah. Um. You know Ark, right? I, I think I'm familiar with it. It's kind of like Monster Rancher, but with dinosaurs. Yeah, essentially. Um. To that end... We, I've been playing a ton of it, and I got online because I've got nothing better to do. And um, I got into this one like modding community, and it's all just kind of got off the rails because you know at first like I had a you know T Rex, and I modded it you know to like shoot bees out of its mouth when it roared, so you know it does you know okay hundred DPS <laughs> for like twenty foot spread. Well, I'm I'm playing more and more, and I get this weird uh call from my uh credit or from my bank and they're like we're seeing a lot of weird activity turns out i had linked to that account with my you know debit card and bought a bunch of this crap so suffice to say there is now a hole in my pocket where my money should go there's a hole Mm. there's a hole but it ain't as low probably a big deep hole i would feel if we weren't recording this here dang old podcast welcome back everybody (laughs) Welcome back, everybody, to the Dang Old Podcast. This is a weekly King of the Hill podcast where I, Johnny, and my good buddy, Mark, we take two episodes of that beloved animation classic from Mike Judge, King of the Hill, and we talk about them, we dissect them, we talk about its highs, its lows, its goods, its bads. Uh, we basically look and see if it's worth rewatching at this point, uh, and then we slap it with our patented rating system. And we have a grand old time. You guys hear us say the same four jokes every single week, and <laughs> we've got our system down. It's pretty damn good. Mark, we are starting this week with episode 209, Grand Theft Arlen. We are almost to the end of season 11, and this one, buddy, is pretty infamous. A lot of people, a lot of those big memers out there, they know this episode, don't they? Yeah, they do. It's... I was glad to see it. I don't know. How do you feel about it? Uh, you know, I I thought I would cringe away when it finally showed up, and then I went, nope, I'm I'm kind of into this. I'm kind of into this. So, original air date for Grand Theft Arlen, April 29th, 2007. Uh, this is a new writer for us. Uh, his first, This is his first appearance, Sanjay Shah. He is a staff writer for King of the Hill, and actually, he uh, he was one of the staff writers for last week's episode, uh, but this is his first written by credit. He has a total of five of those throughout the remainder of the show. So he'll write all the way through season 13. All right. Um, our cast of characters for Grand Theft Arlen are Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill, Dale Gribble, Bill Dotrieve, Boomhauer, Coach Hammer, fucking Principal Carl Moss, <laughs> student game developers, Joseph Gribble, Buck Strickland, the return of one Roger Budasek. Uh, but unfortunately, guys, this is Phil Lamar. It is uh, not our our favorite. Um, 
we have two very fucking random appearances of Khan and Min. Super Noose opponent here. Stuart Dooley, an in-game teaser of one Alabaster. <laughs> Ladybird, Joe Jack, and Donna. Um, yeah, so... You ready for a synopsis here? We can just jump right in today. Yeah, buddy. Bobby gets physically fit, and Hank finally stops calling every Vidya game a Game Boy. Uh, our A story character is Hank. Our B story character, but it's really A sub one because it, it interweaves pretty good, is Bobby. Um, Yeah, let's jump into notes, man. Yeah, yeah. What do you, you want me to start? You want to start? I'll start. Screw it. Um, Go for it. Go for it. Mandatory gym should be a thing, but so also should mandatory esports and 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 mandatory home ec. I'm just saying. All of it really should be mandatory. I think you need to take four years of gym. I don't think that you should be able to get you should be able to quote unquote test out after two years. I think you should take four years of gym just like I did, because even though I'm a fat ass now, I wasn't a fat ass always, and I still know a lot of shit about weightlifting because mm -hmm. of what I did there. I also ran an under eight minute mile one time in my entire life. And that was when I smoked two packs of cigarettes a day, my senior year. So it can be done. Even if you're in shitty health, that is insane. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. 100% agree with you. Also, home ec is fucking awesome. Everyone should know how to cook. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. The little things we need to take more than just one stance at a time here, guys really got to pull Tom Landry out of the dirt here. Let's go. Um, Calipers, and then also Klee hammers, calipers. Just <laughs> where my brain went. Calipers. <laughs> we haven't seen Klee hammer in a minute. I'm glad to see him. He's back, like being a jerk, and it's great. Um, Carl Moss is no longer married. That is a development. That's I guess. canonical now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe just animation flub. Maybe not. But Kid Howard is doing sit-ups, and he's got a rat tail. I did not notice that. Maybe it's because of the rat tail. Yeah, it, it looked. Yeah, it looked like the same face, same color hair, but I don't know. Um, okay, good catch, man. Thank you, thank you. Um, weird video game posters that I noticed because we like it when we notice things, especially things <laughs> like this. Uh, Hellfighter, muscular race, Haruto, uh, warrior, and the superhero. Those are the ones I noticed as well. Because okay, cool. I also have that in my notes. Good man. Because we are dorks about that. Yeah, we are. Um, did you notice, or did you have anything about the uh, presidential fitness test? I did not, but I I know I participated at least three times while I was in elementary slash middle school, and I passed it all three times. Okay. But I also never had to do anything like pull-ups and shit. Um, ours was like, oh, can you flex arm hang for longer than five seconds? Oh, can you touch the box? Like, mm -hmm. you, you know, shit like like the, the sit and box touch thing. And can you do like 10 push-ups? I mean, it's easy shit because I was in elementary school. Even when I was in middle school, I wasn't a super tubby kid like Bobby, but I was a little bit bigger. But all of it was still very attainable. Mm -hmm. Did you end up doing the presidential fitness test? No, and I was at the same high school all four years. Um, the one weights class I had, we got graded on that scale, but it was just part of the way that the teacher graded us. Oh, nice. Okay. So we had to do the, like, sit and reach and then the, like, 
box jump and then the like what 50 foot sprint or something so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we we did all that, but okay. I kind of went down a really weird rabbit hole. Um, it was started in 1956 to produce um, combat ready to begin the production of combat ready children. Um, surveys done post World <laughs> War II found that America's kids were getting a little bit too round and soft around the edges. So number one, they started instituting more recess, which started gaining traction. Um, Right after World War One, when they realized, holy shit, we just lost an entire fighting generation, so they yeah they started really pushing the idea of recess and like outdoor clubs. Um, you see Boy Scouts of America taking off at this point. Like this episode, okay. this episode like red pilled me super hard, and I don't think it was supposed to. Like this is the dailiest I've ever gotten. I think I'm gonna write a two wizards about the horror that is recess. Um, anyway, oh, shit. Okay. Pres- yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like this whole just up and down deal here, but, um, presidential fitness test went away in 2013. Um, and I just read an article saying how we are less combat ready now than we have ever been. So, yay. I would believe it. Cause we did what John, that's right. Took recess out of the schools. It's, it's, uh, if I may quote the late great, uh, well, he's not late. Uh, if I may quote the great grandpa Simpson, too much pie, fatty, that's your problem. (laughs) (laughs) Um, last note here, this is a really good Peggy slash Bobby episode. I really like both of them this week. It's just, they're just, I like them both. They're great. They're used really well. Um, as a general, I was surprised at this episode. I remember, I remember it, but I just remember like, ha ha, get Grand Theft King of the Hill, yay! But I watched it last night and I was like, wow, this is Sanjay Shah, man. Like, great expectations. Well done, sir. You know what I mean? You basic like this is a, a killer episode for like a first effort, like a first individual effort, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It's yeah. Impressive. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, I've been talking for a minute. What are your notes, good buddy? Uh, so yours are a lot more King of the Hill related than mine. Uh, mine are just a bunch of uh, uh, stats and facts that I thought would be kind of fun. So obviously, guys, Grand Theft Arlen is a play on Grand Theft Auto. It's this little tiny game from Rockstar Studios, and, and it came out of uh, England in the 90s. And I think a couple of people might have heard about it. Uh, original GTA came out in... 1997 for MS-DOS and Windows. So this is something you would play on Windows 95 and you'd have to boot up with DOS commands. Wow. Um, It was ported to PS1, a ver- the only version of the original GTA I have ever played in 1998. And I didn't realize it, but there is a Game Boy Color port in 1999 that comes out. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So... The original GTA is playable on Game Boy. Uh, And if you guys have never played the first two of them, the reason the third one got so much hype was because the first two were not very fun and they were top-down car shooters. (laughs) The third one is what introduced the the 3D mechanics and the I-can-beat-hookers-up-and-take-their-money mechanics. Um, So, my next note here. Did you know, Mark, that there's only two games that have ever sold more copies than GTA V? Uh... No, what is it? Pokemon Yellow and I, I 
Got nothing. Um, nope. Um, so, no, so uh, I think it's 500 million copies. The highest sold game of all time is Tetris. And it's because they can take Tetris, every shit. single iteration of Tetris and it's just Tetris. You yep. know, like they all count as Tetris. Uh, and just below that is Minecraft at like Mine, 280 oh, yeah. million. Okay. okay, okay, right on. Um, Now, both of those have mobile iterations that count to their selling point. You can buy Minecraft on your phone. You can buy Minecraft on your Switch. You can buy Minecraft on every fucking platform known to man. Same mm -hmm. with Tetris. GTA 5 is console locked. It is the third highest selling game in history at 170 million copies. God. Yeah. And, and that game has been out for, what, 12 years now? 11, 12 years? It has, uh, I yeah, mean, it's, it's yeah. Skyrimmed the hell out of itself because it has been released and then re-released and then re-re-released and then re-re-re-released. And guys, you get you get it. It's the Bob's Burgers like giant thing with the opening. It's fine. Um, GTA Five, 170 million copies. I have never purchased that game, and I feel like I might be one of five people in the fucking world that never has. Wow. I've played it. It was on Game Pass for a while. I played about three hours of it. What? This is fucking boring. I'm really glad I didn't spend money on it, and then I put it away. Wow. All right. So, uh, anyway. Yeah, GTA guys, it's a it's a thing. It's a real big thing. Um, I can't fucking stand the Grand Theft Auto games. I really don't care for almost anything that Rockstar puts out. Yeah, that's it. Send me your hate mail. Send me everything you can that, that tries to convince me. I'm gonna ignore it all. I'm gonna go back to playing my games. Um, you already named game posters that we saw. Uh, and then I got a couple more here. Okay. Did you know? That online video game addiction has been officially classified in the DSM or Diagnostic Diagnostic Manual for um, mentally Mental Illness and Disease. The DSM-5 has an, an a, a official addendum that they added a couple years ago for online video game addiction. I can see that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You can be diagnosed with something like that, especially when it overtakes things. It is, I mean, they see it in the same same lines as like a gambling addiction. Because it takes so much of your time and a decent amount of money most of the time. Like, mm -hmm. it is it is a compulsion and an addiction. It's fascinating, guys. Fascinating. If any of you have ever met somebody who is addicted to... It's online games specific. But if you've ever met someone who's addicted to online games, that is all they do. 100% of the time. If they are not working, if they are not eating, if they are not sleeping, they are on their computer or they're on their console and they are playing every single fucking day <laughs> it is as bad as a crack addiction it's crazy and i'm allowed to say that because i'm getting a fucking degree in this yeah, okay are. two more <laughs> the definition via wikipedia of body horror is it is body horror biological horror organic horror or visceral horror it's horror fiction in which horror is pr principally derived from the unnatural graphic transformation degeneration or destruction of the physical body I took one word and made it basically the the description. Can you guess what it is, Mark? Cronenbergian? Cronenberging. That's exactly it. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> if you want to know what body horror is and not look like an asshole because it's because it makes um uh, classic horror looks look like foreign horror, um just fucking go and watch anything by David Cronenberg. I recommend The Fly. It's incredible. Um 
Yes. Okay, last one here. Mark, it's a question for you. I kind of answered it when we started our call um, because I said I have a problem with this and I'm sure a lot of people, well, I don't know. We're recording this a little bit early, so maybe the hype will have died down by the time people hear this. But what was the last video game you played that you forgot to blink? Oh, I don't even know, dude. Like, nothing captivates me like that. It's... <laughs> <laughs> like, it's really hard to think of one, like, especially modern games. Yeah. I, you know, I I want to say you and I have very fond memories of playing Skyrim the day it came out because we had you, me, and our roommate, and all of us were playing it at the same time. We're all discovering shit at the same time. It's like yeah. one of my core gaming memories. And that's probably the, that's one of the last like communal experiences that I really loved gaming with. Um, My my last game that I played where I forgot to blink, and like I said, I, I was just talking to you about this off mic, is I'm in deep with the new Baldur's Gate. <laughs> and it's, it's amazing. And I like, I can't, like, I almost just want to finish this recording so I can go and play more. It's going to be great. <laughs> Dude, I've only sexed my green lizard-looking lady once, and I really want to see if I can do it more than once. I also really want to see if I can... In I do. I want to see if I can entice her and my half-elf chick that fucking hate each other to like each other, and we can have a three-way. Because okay. all sorts of shit happens in this game. I'm really excited. There's like 1,700 endings to this game. I'm wow. fucking into it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I see why it took them six years. <laughs> anyway. Those are my notes. I told you there wasn't a lot there for King of the Hill. It was mostly video game related, but hey, this is the most video gamey episode of almost any TV I've ever seen. Um, especially video gamey stuff that doesn't just refer to everything as Tetris or, or Mario or I don't know, Punch Out. Punch Out. The last the last good video game episode episode I saw was about Punch Out or an arcade game. Okay. Um Yeah. I don't know when the first one would have been, but is this the first time that like a show does a video game? Cause now it's like South Park did Warcraft and South Park did Minecraft and Rick and Morty did Minecraft and like, um, Simpsons no, did but eight I things, but I, I'm trying to think of a different time because this is King of the Hill does GTA. So like, I'm trying to think of a time before this, that we would have seen that kind of like level of, parody slash setting in i don't know um so okay i can think of two examples bef that happened before this that talk about us or talk about or refer to like a specific game um but i it's in my prose or it's in my in my my wrap up for this um as to why i think this episode should be commended for what it does for video games but the two episodes i'm thinking of here is there is um, there's two Simpsons episodes that directly talk about, uh, or reference specific video games. There is the Mike Tyson's punch out one in like the second season where mm -hmm. Bart is playing against grandpa. Um, it's the one where Homer has the kid. It's the first or second season. He has the kid tutor him on how to beat Bart and he's yeah. about to, and then the, it all gets unplugged and Bart goes, yep, I'm a winner. It's fine. It's cool. And the next one is bone storm. Buy me bone storm or go to hell, Mark. And that is a direct ripoff of Mortal Kombat, right? Well, yeah, but you don't see anybody playing Bone Storm, like. Okay. My thought okay. is that no, they're that's, like that's actually fair. in the world of the game, not just like referencing to. Oh. Burger Boss. Okay. And Bob is tripping on pain pills, and like. Yes. 
Yes, he's that was after this game. one though, but long after. Oh yeah, this. yeah. No, I'm just trying, but that's what I'm. That's my point is like where they said it like with the video game as being a separate thing. It's animated differently, like you know. Exactly, um, the video game you know episode of Community. You know yeah, the, the video game episode of Community is a big one, but I think that's also after this. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's there's there's some interesting things here. There's so much that people when when you say video game, as a writer, like you have to tread a very specific water up to this point. And I'm just gonna do, I'm gonna rip this this whole band aid off right here. I am very tired of seeing bland arcade games, pong, um jumpy platformers that are mario or tetris clones or anything else if you guys are going to have your characters play a video game have them play a fucking video it can literally be anything because there are video games for anything like it is so easy to do something specific this is the first time i remember them doing something specific with a video game um, that isn't something that, like, the mass everybody would know. Now, yes, a lot of fucking people at this point knew what GTA was because it made a huge, huge splash when GTA 3 and Vice City and San Andreas came out. And then the fourth one came out. And then the fifth one came out and became the third most high-selling video game of all fucking time. I get it. It's easy <laughs> to make an episode around that. Yeah. But there are so many things that I've seen addressed in this that have never been addressed since in video games. Uh, the idea of, okay, we're playing GTA and we're starting it out as a single player, but it's also, this is the first time I've ever seen somebody talk about an online lobby and having people yeah. play together. Yeah. That was, that was you know? weird how people can play online. It's like, I watched this in between call of duty matches. Yeah, exactly. Like that had been a thing for almost 10 years at that point. It felt, it felt like, well, maybe not 10 years, but like by that time, everybody in our college had Xbox Live. Like mm -hmm. you were the asshole that didn't have Xbox Live if you didn't. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's it's just fascinating to see the care that went into this and how well it, it stands up because of that. Because that became the standard. There's online lobbies for everything. Yeah, yeah it's... So. That's good. It is... It's just weird to think about how much we have seen happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, this episode Absolutely. is so outdated for today's audience, you know? Like, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. Anyway, though, I think... Where do your pros, right? Yeah, sure. Pros. Um. Cops are always... Just remember, Hank, cops are bad. Yes, they are. Well done, Roger. Um, ACAB. <laughs> I love how Dale's just so full of shit, especially with like the brain hand bit. And I just, it's great. It's great. <laughs> yes. Oh, brain hand. <laughs> oh. Um. Also his, you can't just take someone's face. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I like that. Um. Um. Hank genuinely getting into and playing it. That entire scene. As he's, like, you know, enjoying his time. I like that. Because that's how a good video game should be. It gets you, um, you don't realize you're doing it. I got an answer to your question. It was uh, Shadows of uh, War. Was the last one okay. that I played to exhaustion. And, like, four hours at a time doing nothing else. And, yeah. 
I was all about that one. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, totally diverted on my own diversion. Um, Alabaster's there. You already called him out. That's great. I'm so I love glad it. he's there. He's, he's there twice. Yeah. It's just good callbacks. Um, again, he knows. Shaw knows what we're doing. We're calling back. Um, we're just, but it's just the little bits of, you know, here's a little Easter egg for you, uh, long time viewer. And it's great. I'm rambling. And finally, right? Joseph. I just love Joseph's uh, coaching style. He sucks. He's so, he's <laughs> just so, he's great. You sissified piece of light, it's not. Yeah, just <laughs> give him the littlest bit of power and he'll freak out with it. And <laughs> Who would be a better coach if left alone with Bobby? The Joseph that we saw or the Dale that we almost saw? Because I really wanted to see him try and get Bobby to jump that bar. <laughs> Probably tie rocks to him or something. <laughs> there you go. Explode, strength Bobby. training. <laughs> Explode. Um, what are your pros, dude? Um, Like Bobby, I also feel uncomfortable at the idea of somebody measuring my body fat with calipers. I know I'm a fat ass. I don't need you to give, have giant calipers to tell me so. Ugh. Yeah. Just gives me the willies. Um, Roger, a.k.a. Buddha Sack, is back, and I want to call it out every time. He's like my favorite tertiary character from Strickland. Mm-hmm. I, I just I love when he shows back up because just him being here and knowing all about games, that seems on track with Roger. It seems on track with who that character would be. And I appreciate that they did a callback to a character they knew they had, they had the model for. Fuck, they went and went they went and got Phil Lamar for it and said, Hey, we need you for this episode. It makes more sense and I love a good use of a of a side character. I love it even better when it like when it's Roger. <laughs> that just makes me happy, man. <laughs> um Fuck, they're bringing back characters that are like ten it's about ten seasons ago almost at this point. Like that's yeah. how long ago driving school and snaps was. Mm-hmm. So, um, I have in all caps here, brain hand, but you already mentioned that. So that's a huge <laughs> pro for me. I, I, I made my wife watch this with me today cause she did not remember it. So I, this is the rare time where I watched it twice. Oh, I watched nice. this twice today and I will say it got an audible laugh from me to see him do brain hand both times. <laughs> um, we, we talked about alabaster and the, the fact that they, they're doing a, a callback. Um, Mark, I'm going to say it. I'm loud. I'm proud. I'm a technosexual. I fucking love techie stuff. Yes, you do. You know this about me. I have, I always have a new a doodad or Guga when I come and see you. I've always got something fucking crazy, like, cooking up in my brain. Um, there's nothing wrong with enjoying your, your technology, people. Just don't become fucking dependent upon it. It's fine. Yeah. My last pro here is, once again, it's kind of a little callback, and as unrealistic as it would be to give your characters their own, like, audible voice lines that you can program in, hearing PQ Smooth say Escuchame the second she first meets Hank in-game <laughs> is fucking awesome. Yeah, that's great. So, huge pro for that one. <laughs> uh, give me, Give me your cons, bud. Um, cons, men and con, they're bumper at best, literally padding for time. Mm. I hate that. They're just, we get four lines out of them. Yeah. But it's like, they're just, be, they're just there to be shitty and mean. And I hate when they do that. Like if they're shitty and mean, it helps like move the plot along. This doesn't, they're just ass. I don't know. 
Um, I re-downloaded GTA Five, so that's a con. Bad mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what that says, so that must be all my notes. That game wasn't five. I don't. No idea. No idea. That game wasn't five. Yeah, I had no idea. I, I watched this last night at 1 a.m. I don't know. I thought if I, like, watched it and slept on it, I'd be more entertaining today, and I don't think that's the case at all. <laughs> I gotcha. I don't know. Uh, cons, what do you got? Um, This is yet another of many Bobby is bad at sports plots. I know we talk about how much we hate it. This is actually kind of a redeeming one. It's still a con to me that we've seen this fucking plot what, two, three times a season for 11 seasons? Um, yeah. I, yeah. The, I like the progression of this. That's what makes it a better than most. Like, you can you can see that Bobby is actively trying and he's starting to see results and his little self-esteem is getting all buffed up. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't like that we are still, still just hammering down the fact that Bobby is a bad at sports and he's a tubby kid. Um, this one or Organic Garden, which one do you like better? <sighs> maybe I'm this, saying one. this one. I'm saying this one, yeah. Yeah, maybe this one. <laughs> I, yeah. Interesting. You just gotta, you gotta be nicer to Bobby. He's, he's a little boy, damn it. He still has like four years, five years to grow into his fucking body. Yeah. Like, Goddamn. Um, Next con, why is Joseph in video game PE? He's like the most athletic fucking person at Tom Landry Middle School. Because this is the counterpoint to your argument of all four years. If you're in a sport, you don't need to do PE because you're already in the sport. Ergo, he's already in all ten sports, so he super doesn't need to go to PE. Do you think they made him take video game PE at that point then? No, I think they gave him the option. He's like, I'd rather play video games, dude. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, my last con for this is just if you could play video games or run it... laps, which one would you pick? Like, I don't care how in shape you are; I know the answer every time. Like, yeah. If it's for a grade, yeah, I, I don't know. Depends. Do I have to play games with the same fucking people? Like, if I'm sitting and playing Smash Bros with the same like six neck beards all goddamn day, I'm running laps, dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if I have to play WWE with you every fucking day during gym class one or time, run laps, I'm running one laps. One time, listeners. One, fly me out to Germany so Johnny can get his vindication. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my last one here. It's it. This episode gives an unrealistic expectation to anybody watching it of what the development cycle is like for a video game. Oh yeah. And I feel like that's worth mentioning because the development time for most games takes like three to 400 people and usually five to eight years. Um, that's, that's for most like AAA games. Uh, if you wanted to do an indie game, it's still about a hundred people in three years. That has no 3d graphics. Usually, uh, usually has no online features. This game has 3d graphics, online features, and apparently apparently you can program voice lines into it so yeah that's con 
fucking con. All right. <laughs> Favorite moment, buddy? Um, the final boss battle between Hank and Peggy. It's great. That is fantastic. I love seeing the missile come out of the propane tank and just chase Hank down. <laughs> yeah. Well, just let oh, me play so a little good. bit. I just like how dumb it is, though. Like, I'm going to hit B, and that'll destroy that. I get it. It has to be for plot, but, man, let yeah. Hank have a hobby, man. You know? You have Boggle. We don't talk about that. <laughs> Boggle. Paints Boggle. <laughs> what about you, dude? <laughs> um, I, Bobby screaming, Calipers is a big one for me. <laughs> but is what was it? Printer paper? No, construction. <laughs> Bobby being so happy, and I understand it. I don't think I can. Do, I don't think I've been able to do a pull up in fifteen fucking years. I think the entire time I've known you, I've I have not been able to do a pull up. I think I've done maybe three in my entire life. <laughs> wow. If I could ever get back to doing a pull up again, it'll be a fucking miracle. But. We'll see. I ate pizza for dinner tonight, guys. So I'm going the other other direction. Thanks. <laughs> um, Mark, you wanna you got any retro rage? You wanna break down a rating system? I think yeah, we're I can, about to the end of this guy. Yeah, I can break down the system. I don't mind. Um, at the very very bottom, the worst of the worst, the blackest neutral matte color of the nothing on it magnet is a charcoal. Charcoal is a terrible episode. It's a bad episode of King of the Hill. It's a bad episode of TV. Do not watch it. You're not going to like it. And it's going to leave soot under your metaphorical nails. Above that is a megalo. Megalos are a bronze rank. They're basically a turd of an episode. But within that turd, there are little shiny nuggets of corn. Um, It's not a good episode. But it's there. And you're just going to watch it. And there might be a thing in there. And you go, ah, ha, ha, ha. Wash Monkey, I get it. I don't know. I was trying to think of a good Megalo, and there's been so much Megalo that I was overwhelmed by the amount <laughs> of Megalo that I had to pick from. Um, above mostly that, season 11, guys. Mostly season, yeah, and most of 10. Anytime Lucky shows up is a good indicator that it's going to be a Megalo. What isn't a Megalo is a Butane. Butane is a bastard gas, and this is a bastard episode. This is a B rank. This is a silver. This is an all right episode of King of the Hill. It's middle of the road pretty standard it's just it is what it is um you're not going to turn it off but you might not go turn it on one you might turn on though is a char king a char king is a gold standard it is an a rank it is an amazing episode characters are used well the plot makes sense there might be a cool voice actor or voice guest that like shows up and we go crazy for snoop dog saying alabaster the pimp in the greatest cameo of this series but you just, maybe something hangs up on you, maybe a couple jokes don't hold up, or maybe you need some context to enjoy it. If you don't need some context to enjoy it, you get a blue flame of valor. This is the best episode of King of the Hill that you can get. This is a fantastic episode of TV. Go watch it. Go watch it with your family. Show it to your friends. It's it, it's going to be what you know brings the family back together after hours of playing GTA and murdering each other. Uh, with all that being said, Johnny, what are you rating Grand Theft Arlen on a scale of charcoal to the blue flame of valor? Um, so I'm going to I'm going to get cute with you for a second here and, and let you know what my my ratings are in, in versions of video games. Oh, I don't you know why we didn't do cut that. me off. Yeah. You just, shit. You just want to. No, it's cool. Because really now I we can just. Well, I was going to say, because I get I get to do mine and then you get to do yours. It's cool. Um, 
my so my char my charcoal level here that's like Sonic the Hedgehog fan fiction. Okay. <laughs> my 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 megalo range is like Five Nights at Freddy's because there's apparently fucking nine hundred of them and apparently they're pretty good, but I don't see the fucking appeal because I'm not twelve years old uh-huh. and edgy and into creepy pasta. Butane is a game I play very fucking regularly. That's Dead by Daylight. I fucking hate that game, and yet it has gotten like hundreds of dollars from me i just bought a fucking dlc pack to play as nicholas cage the actor and just so i can hear his dumb shit lines <laughs> uh, you bet your ass in two weeks when the alien content comes out i'm buying fucking ripley and i'm buying the goddamn xenomorph because i fucking have to because it's fucking alien i hate that game i'm terrible at it it gives me the most fucking mind-numbing headaches sometimes <laughs> and yet i will never stop fucking playing it all right um, yeah <laughs> Char King for me, it's it's all reliable, man. It's Pokemon. I know they're all okay. shitty. I know that that for the most part, it's the exact same goddamn game in 1996 as it is today. The same mechanics, give or take. But it's always going to get me through what I want, and I'm always going to get exactly what I expect out of it. Okay. Um, well said. Blue Blue Flame of Valor is probably Zelda Link's Awakening. Like for me, it's Link's Awakening. Every okay. every single version of it, the original one, the the DX version that added the color dungeons, the remake that they did like a year and a half ago on the Switch that is fucking beautiful. It's all incredible. It is my absolute, probably absolute favorite game of all time. Um, I already know what your blue flame is, and I, at least I have an idea of what your blue flame is. What's that? I think your blue flame is gonna be Civ. Oh shit! Yeah, you're right. Yep. It's either your blue flame or it's a butane. No, it's charcoal. I fucking hate it and it's making a black mark across the nails of my soul. <laughs> um, so I I gave Grand Theft Arlen a Char King. Okay. This guy gets a it's, it's a Pokemon rating for me. Um it is nice to see a show attempt something like Grand Theft Auto in its in its entirety, instead of somebody doing a rehash of Mario or Pong or Tetris. I spent a lot of time playing video games, guys. This was an all-around decent episode. We get some very fun memes out of this episode. I see all the time, Oh god, I stabbed a parking attendant. Where's the button to turn myself in? (laughs) I see that so much. Yeah, even down to the fact that the two video game developer kids are just like the biggest pieces of hipster shit ever. I I really enjoyed this episode. It gets a char king from me. Okay, give me me your, your video game breakdown here, buddy. Um, I don't know. Worst is Dark Souls or any of those Souls-esque crap. I'm bad. That's my charcoal. Um, Butane is first-person shooters like Halo. I'm really shitty at them, but I can sink a lot of time into them. Um, Butane would be Hack and Slash. I don't know what you call Assassin's Creed, but that. Megalo is Halo? Yeah, Megalo is Halo, yeah. Okay, so you said butane was Halo, and then oh, you I said apologize. butane again. Sorry, yeah, I meant Megalo. No, you're Halo. good. You're yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, butane okay. is um, Assassin's Creed, that entire franchise. Okay. Uh, they're not fun. They suck. Um, watch any donkey video for confirmation on this. <laughs> um, I would agree with you that Pokemon is gold. Like, I'm still going to buy whatever they come out with. I don't care. I'm always going to do it. Every time. It's always... I, it's always going to be what I hoped it was, and maybe I can be disappointed or I'll be surprised by a thing, but I love it no matter what happens. Um, and then I'd say Blue Flame 
Ah, you're right. It'd be Civ. Yeah, Sid Meier Civilization. It's got to be free. It's got to be Civ Six. But that's <laughs> no, because that's like what you're talking about with like when you're not doing the thing, you're doing it. You're doing that, and like that is all I do is just play that. Whatever. It, I am so good. <laughs> I am so good with Frederick Barbarossa. Oh my god, it's gross. Anyway, um, this is a Charizard Imperial. Holy shit, it imperialed. <laughs> yeah, I give it a Char King. Was not expecting that. It's cute. It's kind of ambitious. I really liked it. The characters are used super well. I like the cutaways of Bobby just, like, getting so excited to work out more and get stronger, and that's that's great. It's a good episode. And I like the ending, too. Yeah. Because Bobby isn't magically good, but he still does one more push-up than all those other kids. It's That is really a hell of a way to end that episode. Of good like, endings. No, like, yeah, you, you didn't... Yeah, like you, you. It's a good like Hank and Bobby ending. Yeah. You didn't finish it, and I'm not sad or disappointed at you for it because you tried your hardest, and you did one more pull up than every one of those other kids, and that was that would exactly be what I'd want to hear from my fucking dad if after in that exact situation. Yeah. Like, hey, I know you're down on yourself, but look, you you at least did this, and you did more than those other little shits. So good for you. Right on. That is. <laughs> Damn, Sanjay, look at you Grand go, Theft Well done, sir. <laughs> All right, good, good. High expectations. You only got five more chances. Don't tell me what they are. I want to be surprised when we get there. No, I won't. I won't say it. I won't spoil them. Cool. Cool. Anyway, Mark, what do you say we ship on over to our next one? Um, I think that's a good idea. But real quick, um, when you and I recorded this episode minutes before uh, we were stricken with tragedy. Um, when this drops, it'll be about a week and a half past the point, but, uh, Johnny Hardwick passed away today as the day that we recorded this on, um, August 10th. Um, he was, yes, he, Dale. he wrote some of our favorite episodes. Uh, he will be missed. Yeah. I'm, I am severely he, bummed by it. He is, uh, he's a mammoth in, in King of the Hill lore. Um, I was reading in a lot of, I, I appreciate that a lot of the sites that are, are reporting on this are talking about his work with King of the Hill because he is in every episode but one. He lent his voice to every episode of King of the Hill except for one. Wow. Um, I don't remember the the one that he is missing from, but it's like, okay, you guys found that J- Johnny Hardwick needed to be here for Dale, um, and he needed to be here a lot. And he took that character and, and really, really ran with it. So, um, guys... Uh, I don't, there's, there's no way to really quantify what happens when something like this happens. Um, go watch I got a lot of emotions about this. <laughs> That's all I can say is just go yeah, watch Pretty much go, go watch your favorite Dale, whatever your favorite Dale episode is, go watch it, go pour one out for, for him, throw some sand in someone's eyes. Um, I, I don't know. I, I almost said go fire some guns off, uh, accidentally discharging them, but I, I don't really want you to do that. Um, go pull a cooter gun club, go get hatted, <laughs> go, uh, um, go make a bomb with a toilet paper roll and a stick of dynamite. Guys. Don't make it'll a bomb. Be, Do not great. make a bomb. Johnny didn't tell you to make a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Um, yeah. guys go celebrate Johnny Hardwick any possible way that you can. Um, whatever that means for the future of King of the Hill that is left to be seen. I know Mark and I, have, we've had a discussion before about this of there are certain characters you can't have this show without 
and Dale is a big one. And I really don't think you can recast him because Mm -hmm. no one can be Dale other than Johnny Hart. So who knows? Maybe Mark and I got our our selfish wish of not having to see a reboot because this might just kill it. Yeah, I wonder if between this and Rider Strike, if that's kind of going to be it. It might be, but... All right, man. Well, let's uh, move on over to Arlen Heights for our next episode. Yeah, now that we're all good and depressed and this episode has really gone to pots. Oh, not that this, not that like our episode's a turd. This is just a turd. Okay, we're back with episode 210, Peggy's Gone to Pots. (laughs) You're going to fucking keep that in too, and I know it. Original air date, May 6, 2007. This is also written by some newbies, Mark. Paul Corrigan and Brad Walsh. This is the first of six episodes written. They will also continue through season 13. Um, Mr. Corrigan and Mr. Walsh utilized these characters this week. Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill, Dale Gribble, Bill Dotrieve, (laughs) Boomhauer, Rusty Shackelford, the actual living in the flesh Rusty Shackelford. Judy Barnes, Ted and Cindy with Sana Song, Luann Platter, Con and Min Supanusimpone, Chris Sizemore, Candy and Roger, Candy is still fucking spelled wrong, Nancy Gribble, Joe Jack, <laughs> Buckstrick, Madonna, and a non-speaking role from, en- from Enrique. Sorry about that. Um, Would you know I didn't write a synopsis this week? There's a big old blank space in my sheet here, and I feel like an asshole now. Um, there's a hole in your sheet where your synopsis should be, and there's a hole, and there's, there's a, a hole. hole. I got a synopsis. Um, give me a synopsis, man. It's it's been a hot minute since I uh, I relinquished these horns to you. <laughs> um, Peggy gets a job to keep a job, and Dale learns that the ghost of Christmas past is just that, and you can't quite run away from your sins. He's not the ghost of Christmas past is not a fan of identity theft. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um A story this week is Peggy, B story this week is Dale. Um there is I do not have a lot on this episode, man. Like hardly anything. Um What has got gonna, you so upset, buddy? If you don't mind. I well I I don't know. I just I, maybe it's Peggy centric. Maybe it's the fact that I, I'm not ready to relinquish Peggy into the world of real estate. Maybe it's the fact that so much of this episode is about like rich assholes, like the Wasana songs. This episode just always rubs me wrong. Okay. Um, but also okay. it's an episode we've seen a million fucking times. This is a Peggy pyramid scheme episode. Like mm-hmm. we've seen it a million times. Um, let me give you my two notes here though. And I can let you talk for a little bit. Uh, the first here is we have the return of Rusty Shackelford, not just the actual human that Dale thought was dead, but we haven't heard the name Rusty Shackelford in like five seasons. If that been a um, minute. If, yeah. It, yeah. And if I am to believe the wiki, which I'm, I really wish I could do in good faith, but I can't usually <laughs> can't. ever, uh, this is supposedly the last time. Rusty Shackelford is mentioned in the entire series. Um, it's the last time Dale we'll tries to use the on the, the list alias. next to Andy Maynard. Please, thank you. Uh, he likes a Sunday, even on a Monday. Uh, and then my last one here, they talk about 
Hank or Hank talks about his like dislike of foreign films. And we hear Bobby talking all about Etienne and Malaise, Mark. Malaise. And Malaise. all that shit. And the only thing that I kept running through my mind was, I bet you that Hank would enjoy Japanese spaghetti westerns. Because everybody enjoys the pacing of a spaghetti western. Yeah. I think all you have to do is sell him on whatever the culture is. And especially knowing he's got a brother, half brother from Japan, I think he could get into it. Like, I would okay. love to sit like down that. with Hank Hill and watch The Seven Samurai. Hmm. All right. I think it would be interesting. Um, but those are those are my two notes. Well, what do you got for me from this episode? Considerably more than you do. Note number one, I don't remember this one. I But the opening, I was like, what is going on here? Um, I had the note, how to blow stuff up. I don't know why, but I sure do. <laughs> do you have a copy of the Anarchist Cookbook? Don't actually say if you do. The government monitors our shit. They already heard me encouraging people to make bombs in our last segment. Hi. Hi, NSA. Hi. This is the second phone call in a week. I've said hi to you. Actually, last <laughs> night. It's kind of weird. Almost like 12 hours ago at the dot. Um, How to blow stuff up, whatever. And then I've got the note, oh, it's this one. And then I said that two times because, oh, shit, it's this one, too, with Rusty. All right. All right. Um, Sugarfoots is back. It has been back. Um, it is reaffirming in my head that Buck Strickland had no business being at the blood and sauce party other than they wanted to put Steven Root through his paces. Okay. In my mind, like, you know, David Herman, like, you know, he's going to voice six people. So he's showing up as Jill Bear and Steven Root's like, yeah, you, you want to throw down cuz I'll throw down. I'll voice this guy too. Like, I don't know. That's my, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to, I just like to think of like a fun rivalry. <laughs> like how yeah, exactly. many voices can I get in an episode? We're going to get an entire episode run off of two, uh, two voice actors. They're going to do everybody. I mean, at this point, that's pretty much all the cast is going to be <laughs> fucking Ooh. Mike judge, Kathleen, Hey, Jimmy and David Herman. Pamela Adlin. Like, Steven Root, yeah. But she only does Bobby, like... It's true. And every old lady, and I haven't seen an old lady in a decade at this point. Anyway, moving on. Sorry, I got a ton of notes here. Um, what's your favorite foreign film? Mine's Troll Hunter. Oh, um, old boy. Oh, the the Korean one. Okay. Not yeah, the Spike yeah. Lee picture. Uh, Troll Hunter... No, fuck no. Um, Troll Hunter <laughs> is fucking fantastic. Uh, also, if you're into Norwegian foreign films, and I, I'm 99% sure you've already seen it, but Dead Snow is fucking fantastic. Dead Snow, I like Dead Snow 1 and 2. Um, I don't know if it's Norwegian, but uh, Strange Exports is really solid too. Oh. Um, yeah, no, Old Boy's probably my favorite for like, this is, it's not just a, a movie I like, you know, like for, for Silly Guilty Pleasure. This is a movie a lot of people fucking like, and I understand why. My silly guilty pleasure, like foreign film, is Brain Dead, aka Dead Alive. Peter Jackson's like third Ooh. fucking movie from New Zealand. It's awful. His, and incredible. His Lord of the Rings, the foreign film. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right? It should be right. I kick off. It, it is right. Old. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck. No, that also I have to throw in the original. Um, what we do in the shadows. Okay, that's my top three right there. You heard my top three. Okay. Damn fucking Kiwis, dude. They know how to make their movies. 
Only one of them. <laughs> Apparently, only one, but mm, I'm glad for I, that See, one. I like Taika Waititi. That's my point. I like him, but name me any other New Zealander film Peter actor. Jackson. Like, I mean, name me one other recently. I... <laughs> you only need the two, <laughs> man. Two Look di- at all the shit we've got. They're two different creatures, though. Two wildly different, beautiful creatures, each existing in their own and cannot be compared to the other. Um, anyway, I'm going to sharply barrel roll out of this and pull into, um, the fuck does this say? This episode drags. This is a long episode. This is a long, yeah, I'm writing them out again. This is a long (laughs) damn episode. Yeah, it is. Is it longer? Is the runtime off? Are we missing something here? Because... No, it's not like, like a 40 it's, minute. It's not like the runtime's the same, but like I said, we've seen this story so many times. <laughs> yeah, I just, it's, I don't know. So it's another very special episode, Peggy, Pyramid Scheme slash Triangle Opportunity. Yes. Oh, dude, okay, so you remember, hey, Johnny, do you remember um, bougie houses in the early thousands? And uh, was Ted yes. and Cindy's house just like a goddamn blast from the past to you? Yes. Because it was uh, to it, me, and I was here for it. I was all It reminds it. me of, like, the same three kids always hosted cast parties when we did theater stuff in high school, and they all had houses like that, and that's exactly why they host them. Yep. And I'm like, eh, you guys make me feel better about my house. Because... <laughs> Here's wasn't cut and paste from 20 other identical ones. Yeah. yeah it, might, it made me feel like mine had character. I also could do shit to my house, like spray paint the walls and no one would fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right. <laughs> I was, a, I was a punk kid, man, or quote unquote, tried to be a punk kid. I was a skater boy. She said, see you later, boy. Well, Tell me later, boy. Well, tell me this, Bobby. Do you think that those were Bobby's roses? Did I say that already? I just called you Bobby. Fuck, strong kombuchas are kind of strong. Uh, what are your <laughs> notes? Talk to me about anything. Give me some pros. You can't be this upset at this episode. No, no, no. no. Like, I've got pros. I've got cons. I just have a lot of notes here, which is it seems weird for me. Um, pros. Hank's dislike of foreign films. That's a very Hank thing to dislike. I know I said that he would enjoy spaghetti westerns, but... It's also very on character for him to not enjoy foreign films. Um, mm-hmm. This seems like classic Dale. I appreciate the fact that even classic Dale gets injured. Like his, I'm going to make a bomb and set a timer. And then I'm going to get my hat and then I'm going to get my cigarettes and then I'm going to get my boom blows up. Yeah. The fact that he keeps going back and doesn't just go, well, shit. That's that to me seems like classic Dale. Um, when he answers the door and sees Rusty for the first time and just goes, I'm not Dale, when he realizes who he's talking to, his bugabago is in the back. It's parked right outside his house. Dale's dead bug. <laughs> just animators, writers, whoever the fuck said that joke needed to happen. It's a little weird, subtle shit like that that makes me giggle. Um, Makes me bug and giggle. Um, Guys, for the love of fucking God, if this episode hasn't convinced you or any of the other Pyramid Scheme episodes we've watched in this show have, have ever shown you, stay away from commission sales door-to-door. They're not good. 
Those industries need yeah. to die. Fucking sell your shit on the internet like any normal human does now. Um, this includes you, you, uh, uh, Lululemon fucking finger in art nail, whatever the hell you all do, yoga pant bastards out there. Just stop it. Just stop it. Stop it. What are you mad um, at? I'm, what I'm are mad you at... old man yells at clouding at? What are, what's the trouble bubble? Talk, let's, uh, hey, therapy sesh with Mark and Johnny. Johnny, talk to me, buddy. What's going on? I'm mad at boss babes because that shit it just is a giant pyramid scheme, but it's it's mo- so much more than that because it involves someone investing themselves in you and then making you feel like a million percent and then putting this huge financial burden on you and then abandoning you when it doesn't fucking work out because it's making them okay. money and they don't give a shit. They're all okay. like that fucking Beachbody and Color Street and Lululemon, all of this boss babe shit where you sell shit out of your house or out of your car or you just randomly show up to a fucking farmer's market once a month. Just it, all of this shit can happen on the internet and it can all happen from somebody that's not you. Go get a normal fucking job if you need to make extra money. Hate this shit. Anyway. Okay. All this right. This was right supposed on. to be right a fucking on. pro because it's <laughs> this is a good episode to show people this is terrible. <laughs> These people are fucking bloodsuckers. Um, the only positive I really found out of this episode is that technically halfway through, it turns into a Peggy and Dale team up. And those are always fucking good. So, mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, those are my pros, man. Like, there's, there is not a lot for me this week. Okay. Okay. Um. So, it sounds like you got a lot of Malaise. I have a significant amount of malaise. Yes. I'm glad you're kind of mad. I was super mad at um Luann gets lucky. So I'm glad you're saying angry Jane this week. Um, yeah. Dale has countermeasures. There's actual countermeasures installed in Dale's house. He hits the button. The slider panels come down to shield the windows. That's great. He were- actually. Ha- he has it. Yes, this is where it should be. This is the payoff for the fucking Dale character we have been waiting for. Here it is. <laughs> we got it. I am so happy. Um, This is Dale Dale and his exploding mailboxes that we never got <laughs> to see. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, um, it's a really good Dale episode. Dale comes in threes just like comedy. Get hiding from the explosion. Oh, God, my hat. Oh God, my snow smokes. And then he gets hurt and then he gets yep. hurt, Johnny. And we get what we want to have happen, happen. Not that we want to see Dale get hurt, but you know, they're not going to hurt him. He's Dale. And Oh my God, Dale got hurt. That's great. Um, <laughs> they actually stole Bill's car. Oh my God. They actually stole <laughs> Bill's car. That's a hell Pro. of a thing, right? Yes. Yes, yes, it is. And then, oh, I guess Bill needs his alignment fixed. Pro, the <laughs> weird body dummy of Peggy. And it's like, did Peggy make this as she sees herself as, like, an eight-foot-tall giantess? Because, good yes. lord, uh, tall and horrifying, broad a shoulder. No one's going to believe that's Peggy Hill. Maybe they might. I don't know. But I love the giants. Um, I also laughed way too hard at the entire car suicide scene. It was just great. And then... <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, suicide is never funny, but here it's hilarious. 
Um, and then I like the party fight. I love the whole culmination, the drawing together, the twining of the two A and B plots into A sub B, the whole party fight, and they're pulling their punches, and it looks like shit, and then they actually blow up Hank's shed, and people are amazed that they did it, but only for a second, and they're already <laughs> popping the bottle, and it's... Whoo, they I... brought a bottle when they're trying to be hiding underneath there. Because that's how sure they were it would work, dude. What happens when an unmovable force meets an unstoppable object of I'm rightedness? You get this episode, and it is glorious and beautiful, man. Oh, my God. I really, <laughs> really enjoyed this episode, if I'm being honest. I okay. I was here for the entire fucking thing, and I was all about it. Yes, the Wasana songs suck, but even they... But even, like, there's always a bigger fish, and this is, like, the fish... The Was- this is, like, what the Wasana songs are afraid of and that's it's, it's amazing. Okay. I just I, that's where I'm at. Um yeah. Well shit. You well, why yeah. don't I jump into a cons then? Do it up, buddy. Yeah. We are rocketing through this one, but I just I just sat and watched and was impressed and laughed a lot. I don't know. I it's I'm glad that that we flipped the the script here on this one because yeah, I there's not a lot here for me to say because I, I just kind of hate watched this. But really, it's I think a big part of this is that I don't live in this culture anymore and watching it kind of sickens me. Um, cons. Remember. Oh, fuck me. Cozy Kitchen, Peggy Pyramid Scheme version 5.0. Like, God, <laughs> I we already I've already brought it up. Um, this is just a reiteration here. But yeah, we we we've seen this with with health bars and and uh fake phds like uh, we get it peggy's naive she is a rube she can get suckered into anything if if she were any more like a pigeon she'd have fucking wings like i i get it but guys there's so much other fruit to be held on that tree just reach a little fucking higher um i really hate consuming culture and this was mm. very apparent when I got a gut reaction to Peggy going, all you want to buy from me is a $12 vegetable peeler. And Nancy going, I don't need anything else. And her saying, I don't care. Oh, yeah. man, did that trigger the fuck out of me. I live in a very small apartment. I have two cats. We have the, the minimum bare essentials. It feels weird to me to make a big purchase for my house now because I'm just thinking to myself, this is either going to last me 20 fucking years, at least that's my goal, or I need it to only last me three because then eventually if I end up moving back to the States, I can fucking throw it out and I don't have to worry about it then. I don't have to worry about giving it to someone. So yeah. the idea that okay. that we all must consume and we all must, we have to just keep buying and buying and buying and everything keeps, get, the price keeps getting raised and we have to keep getting subscribers and we have to do all this. I saw an article today that was all about, you know, Gen Con was this last week in the States um, to give you guys an idea of when we're recording this. And it's a big video game or not video game, big board game uh, and collectible card game convention, all this shit. And I saw a picture of this person that said they had five checked bags, two carry-ons and two backpacks. And it was their entire fucking living room decked out in games. And I'm just thinking to myself, why did you buy that much shit? You're never going to have enough free time to play all of it 
and you made a huge inconvenience to everybody else on the fucking plane by checking five fucking bags for two people, let alone right. all this other shit. I've just, I found myself going, God, you all just need to not consume so much. Take a step back, enjoy what you have. All that. I'm getting, I, I want to say it's, it's more Passion. of a Zen influence here, but it's very clearly not coming out in that fucking aspect here. No, I understand you're so mad that you're at a point of equilibrium. I a thousand percent get that. Your, exactly. Your rage crystallizes from a, a nuclear rage into a crystallized point. Yeah, I understand. Yes. Yeah. Guys, and you uh, shut this down is... and you quit talking and then you go just, you know, make eye contact with somebody and melt their head. I understand. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this uh, Johnny just got back from his, va- his last vacation of the summer to Norway to visit some friends and he brought back Akavit with him. So apparently this is me channeling very angry fucking Vikings because that's what I've been drinking today. Um, my last one here is that it's a huge con that they would e- ever even consider having Luann join this fucking thing. That's <laughs> so funny. It's God, so it's fucked so up. Fucked like you up. see the lows that Peggy's willing to sink to. Hey, but she stops it. She stops it. Though, she like... does, but she gets it so far though. It doesn't matter. You stopped, you know, like Ugh. I'm so they just don't ask appalled. how they ask how many don't talk to me about how close we got to the Cuban Missile Crisis. Talk to me about how we didn't. If I want to see people being this shitty, I'm going to go watch Always Sunny. I do not want this level of awfulness in King of the Hill. <laughs> <laughs> no, Luann could totally do it. Like she is the type of person, motivated seller, like. She is excited to do this. This is like gonna. I think in the right circumstances, this could be very healthy. She's gonna go hit like you know shiny pines or shady pines. Um, I'm sure that Lucky has just got nothing but buddies who need a new like melon baller to parse out their meth. So yeah, why not? <laughs> oh shit. Okay. I mean, maybe maybe it could have worked out for her, but I was just appalled <laughs> that Peggy would even consider it. I was like, come on, man. Your family. You can't fucking do that to family. She's not a patsy. But um, we got some Missy Melons, John. Bro, yeah, we got yes some we Missy do. Melons. <sighs> uh, Mark, what do you got for cons, buddy? Cons, you got some too. Missy Melons, bud. <laughs> uh, well, I cut you off. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. Oh, I just said I missed them, too. Oh, oh, you missed them, too. I see. I see. <laughs> um, Yeah, no, cons. Pampered Chef, my mom got taken... This one, I remember this episode in my house. Um, I remember the parties, and it was awkward because our driveway was like 400 yards long, and it was dark and unlit, and in the country, and yeah, at a point you're just pyramid scheming your church friends who are already in a pyramid scheme through yeah. the church. Yeah, um, Luann could do it, right? We already just kind of hit it, but I kind of almost believe this could like be a positive thing for Luann if we don't think too hard about it, but it's also just hilarious to me how excited she is to do it, and Peggy's like, you know what, Luann, you're not right, and Luann is so pissed. She hates Peggy, and that's great. <laughs> um, favorite moments? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Ooh. I have a, a maybe for me, and it's that that Dale and Peggy have the loudest possible thing with them to open up in their little Heidi blow up hole, which is champagne. (laughs) Like you can't open that quietly. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, that's it maybe in this episode. I like the team-ups. I Now that you have mentioned it, I really do like the whole entire scene with Bill's car. Like, that is so fucked up and funny. They just steal... And I know how much how much I bitch about sitcom-y, but, dude, they just they just do it. They don't even care this week. They're just like, nope, we're going to do it. This is Peggy and Dale turned up to 11. Like, it's great. We have seen I think everybody, it's great. We have seen everybody's car on the alley get stolen except for Hank's. Because the kids steal the Bugabago, Miss Sally gets stolen by the guys in high school, and now we have seen Bill's car get stolen. And Joseph steals Bugabago in uh, I Don't Want to Wait. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 So, it's like, oh shit. Well, now all we need is Hank's truck to get stolen. (laughs) Like, that'll happen. Um, It did happen, dude. Fucking jump and crack bass. It almost got stolen. It he caught. I'm him gonna count it. it. It counts. He just because he caught him doesn't okay. mean it didn't happen. Okay. And 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 that judge chose to you know hand down a sentence. Therefore, in the eyes of the law, a crime happened and was stopped. So yeah, I'd, I'd say that, that Hank was the first one. Yeah. Poor guy. I mean, did have to put it all back together. Um, what do you about you, buddy? You got a favorite moment for me? Yeah, when Luann was a mechanic. Remember that one? Because I remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, sorry, I got the giggles there. Uh, the fight, the the pampered chef, or sorry, the cozy kitchen party fight. It's just, yeah, you bastard. Oh, I'm going to kill you. And he, like, grabs her by the coat and walks I'm her. I'm taking you it's with me. It's the most WWE bullshit I have seen in such a long time, and it's great. Um, okay. What are you rating her? Yeah, what are you going to rate her? Um, Shocker to you. This is a mega low for me, man. I don't think it's okay. fun to watch. Um, I just don't care for this episode. It leaves a real bad taste in my mouth. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I've seen too many friends and family members and everything else get screwed over by these schemes that I don't, I, I can't sit, just sit and watch this shit anymore. It just feels weird. You know what's weird is this episode is a callback to Peggy's Porno Piggies for you and I. Yeah? Well, yeah, because you hated it because of how bad it made you feel that Peggy could get exploited this way. And I was okay. all about it because I took it at like at a different way. Um, And I guess spoilers for that for this, I give it a charking. I thought this was a great oh, episode. Wow. I'd, I really liked it. I was... Uh, this is a new one. This is a new team of writers, like... They're using people well. Um, they also okay. said run with, you know, th- so Peggy is pretty non-consequential. Do whatever with her. But Dale, like, you can, Dale's different. Dale's kind of, I, I, I wouldn't trust a Dale episode because they're hard to make a good one, but they're easy to make a bad. But, like, okay, nobody cares about Peggy at this point. They made the choice to start writing her really bad. Uh, this episode kind of shows it. But it's more she just wants to succeed. You know, she wants that table stake. Yeah. Moment. But I, I don't know. I really, really like this one. Um, I might need to rewatch it, maybe. But for right now, I was all about uh, Paul Corrigan and Brad Walsh. Looking forward to. I, I almost kind of want to like stack them up against uh, Sanjay Sanjay Shaw to see what we get out of the two. Because you said 
he had six too, right? So they both have six episodes. I yeah, five or six each. I think is is about how that rounded out. Yeah, I'm curious to see what happens in the future and like how we feel about him moving forward here. But for right now, I'm happy with what we got. Oh yeah. Well, and I looking forward a little bit. I'm I'm excited, guys. We only have three more episodes left in season eleven, so we are we are cruising through. Oh my cruising god, cruising through. Yeah, don't tell me that. Um, no, it's it's good, buddy. It's good. That just means we're that much closer to being able to to restart this with a the fresh knowledge of I'm never fucking watching these like X number of episodes again. <laughs> You and I will have, have have cut down our grand total of King of the Hill from like 250 episodes to 240. <laughs> well, in the meantime, buddy, when we get to that 240, and right now, do you still like King of the Hill? Mark, even after this episode, I still love King of the Hill. Um, I love it so much that I wish I could tell Johnny Hardwick how much I love it. Mm. Ah, damn. God damn, that one hurts. How about you, man? Oh, yeah. Johnny, we just imperialed an episode, and I just personal imperialed. Like, in season 11, how mad was I two weeks ago with um, Hank Gets Dusted? How pissed off was I? Doesn't matter, because now I'm here. And this show, man, this goddamn show, just, you think that it's, you think it's done, you think it sucks, and then it just, nah, man. Kicks you right in the ass. It's got, it breathes life back into itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know got sturdy and endeavor and knocks your Pokemon out and that's it. That's game, bud. That's game. Um, sorry, I I'm floored. This is what a what a good week, buddy. What a good week. Um, <laughs> you want to tell those good people where they can find us before I start crying? I would absolutely love to, guys. You can always reach out to the Dangle Podcast on Twitter, on Facebook, on on uh, Instagram, any of those platforms. We've got a group on Facebook if you want to come chat at us there. You can always reach out to us on Gmail if you got a question for us. We are still looking for submissions for our mailbag that we're going to try and do here in a couple of weeks. So please send them in. We want to hear from you. Uh, we are dangolepodcast at gmail.com. If you want to reach out to me personally like I know a couple of you have, I am on Instagram at krautball. That's kraut as in sauerkraut, ball as in Swedish meatball. And I'm not going anywhere for a little while, guys. I, I'm not vacationing anymore, so hopefully I'll be a little bit more on on top of my shit. Um, <laughs> just keep in mind, there's an eight to six hour time difference in most of your guys' states, if that's where you're listening from. If you guys are listening in, in Europe, fuck it. Hit me up, bros. We'll go get a cafe somewhere. It'll be great. Mark, where can they find you? You can find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter. Always will be Twitter. No, never, not once, X. Uh, you can also find me on our sister podcast, the Two Wizards Podcast, where me and my buddy Josh stare into that void so you don't have to. When this one releases, where are we at? I don't know what we did, but it was a good episode, I promise. <laughs> I updated a calendar, <laughs> and then I updated another calendar, and updated a third calendar, and apparently that didn't come out. But what I can tell you to do is, if you didn't, if you don't want Two Wizards, if you don't want you know me getting all esoteric and weird and ooky spooky bullshit well please come over to the i can't wait to show my kids podcast where me and our buddy brad and sometimes johnny and sometimes josh all members of the high hammock family are represented there uh where we take a movie that we love we watch it we discuss it and we figure out when can you show this to your kids when this one drops johnny we will have watched um uh the dark knight 
Part Ooh, two of okay. the Nolan Batverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go check me out over there. And in the meantime, listeners, thank you for being here. Thank you for letting us be a part of your day. And uh, we love you all. Johnny, let's get the hell out of here, buddy. Let's do that. We'll see you next week, folks. Thanks.